Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome one and all to the next episode of High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. Your home for the perfect blend. Hockey and pro wrestling with your pals Robin Dave. Very hockey. Uh, hockey strong heavy. Strong today. Of course. Hence why we're playing Start It Up or Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. It's starting to get back into hockey season, folks. Starting to. Yeah, little that's... by little. Little by little. It's coming. And it seems like we have a lot of news, considering we haven't done this in two weeks. Something like that, yeah. Which isn't too bad, you know? We'll have to figure out a schedule for the season to see how that works, but... What say ye about our good old devils? Yeah, well, I mean, you have to think, everybody has us as one of the most improved teams this offseason. I'm I'm thinking like the most improved team for most. Yeah, I mean the I mean I hate to give credit where <laughs> overseas over yes over there, but the the Rangers have also really stepped up their lineup a little bit realistically. Um, but what could the Devils like realistically? What could we expect from? If, I mean, I know what I think because I wrote it down but I don't know I, what you think. Okay. I'll, I'll, there's a lot of things, at least in my opinion, that need to, I don't know, work, fall the right way, obviously. Like two years ago when we made it or whatever it was, um, we hit a hot streak at a certain point and rode the wave into the playoffs. Great. Um, injuries weren't a problem, so that's one thing. We can't really get injured. We need We have depth, but there's a big gap between what we have at the NHL level and our depth. There's a big leap between our scoring depth on the first and second line. And then if one of those six guys gets hurt, well, what we have to put into those parts is not going to fit. We go, we go like a good three and a half lines to two. And if we have to, when we have to backfill, that's where that huge gap is too, because it's like NHL caliber and then it's AHL caliber. There's no quadruple A caliber depth. Right. There's a lot of plugs, not a lot of uh, um, superstardom. The other thing I can only think about, and this is going to weigh heavy, even though I don't want it to, and I think a lot of people don't want it to, is the whole status of Taylor Hall. Yeah, I agree. That the and, NHL, you know, they do like their 31 teams mm-hmm. in 31 days. And the 
they had three big questions for New Jersey, and the first question is, what's Taylor Hall's status? Allegedly, somebody put out there on social media, and I always take it with a grain of salt, heavy into starting into negotiations since August 10th, right? And then obviously on, on the backhand of that, everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, also coming out of Edmonton, he wants to go home. He wants to go back home and play yeah, with Edmonton. Sure he does. Um, look, if he doesn't, he wouldn't fit in Edmonton. They don't have the money for him. I, I look at it, it's, it, it. A shoe needs to drop it, and it needs to be like, look, like the first day at camp, whenever, when he gets his nuts cupped and goes, okay, good. You can play the next thing, not even signing autographs or anything. He needs to go in front of a camera and say, this is the first only. And last time I am saying this. There's no contract talk unless there's news from Ray Shiro. Thank you. Goodbye. And then walk. But he won't him. say that. They're all going to. Somebody has to say that. I, I get it. But everybody, every player says the same thing. And the priest. Because you don't. Right. We'll call, we'll call no, it the I'm, priest. I'm happy to be here. This is my home. You know, I can't think of any other place I'd want to play. Blah, blah, blah. Because they know, to put it in wrestling terms, that if he comes out and says what you said, the, you know, we're going to. Uh, there's no comment on my contract talks that's between me and Ray. And when that situation comes about, you will be the first to know after us. If he says that, the minute he starts to slump, there's a heel turn. The crowd is going to fucking turn on him. It's lose-lose. It, it, it's, it is a lose-lose at this point. Because as a, as a fan of this team, so far you're 0 for 3. Going back to all the way to Niedermeyer from him leaving to, to go to Anaheim. And that didn't really affect me personally kind of thing because I wasn't like uh, affected so. affected me. He was my favorite. It, I wasn't so into this team at that point. I was a fan of the team. I just wasn't a fanatic. I'll just call, call that way. But then you have the Parisi, which got affected. And then you have the Kobe situation and, and everything else. I mean, it, there, there's, there's it, countless situations where we didn't pay somebody. The only guy that we've I could really think of off the top of my head where we've paid them. And they stayed, even though they were thinking of leaving, was Stevens. Where it was, mm-hmm. Stevens was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not really sure. And then we turned around and we're like, all right, look, we're going to pay you X amount of money and nobody on this team is going to make more than you. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And then he stayed. But what I realistically think, you know, mm-hmm. like barring an injury, yeah. a major injury, major injury, um, we should be battling for that last division playoff spot or the first wild card like i but it's tough because there have been a lot of teams that have improved the rangers they weren't a playoff team they've improved Mm -hmm. the flyers they've improved okay you know then you look that's that's our conference right there i mean that's our division and then you look at our conference and you see florida's improved Dramatically, even with just their coach, not even looking at mm-hmm. Bobrovsky or whatever. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. They're Pittsburgh always is always going to be Pittsburgh. Washington's, Washington's always going to be. Gonna be if you're looking at the teams that made the playoffs last year, most of them are pretty much, I would say, shoo-ins to make it this year. I mean, yes, there, there's going to be your your odd kind of. Look, look at the Hurricanes. Fall off. Look at the right. Hurricanes kind of thing. The right. Hurricanes are one of my teams where I think they're not making the playoffs. The Islanders are not making the playoffs. So that's two spots open in the playoffs, but for four or five teams. Us, the Flyers, the Rangers, mm-hmm. the Cap, I mean, uh, Florida, Montreal, you I, know. I think that there's, walking into camp day one, there is no, no other talk then. 
we make the playoffs. There's like nothing in that. We don't want to improve. We don't want to play better. than We make the playoffs. Day one. The first bench press you have, the first fucking lap you do, you're yeah. fucking physical. It's I thought of like playoffs. the catchphrase for the season, and it should be like, nothing given, everything earned. They are, I think they they already put out the stupid whatever fucking phrase but, they're doing. But yeah, but that what is, they what they could put on like their own t shirt. Oh, like a t shirt. Yeah, like us like, against everyone kind of like, thing. Yeah, yeah, like nothing given, everything earned. I think is a perfect kind of catch all phrase. Right. Like Taylor <clears throat> Hall could say, you know, you're not giving me a contract. I want to earn the money I'm gonna make and and whatnot. And that's something something PK Subban can can push with his stardom kind of thing. Wayne Simmons can push. You heard it here first, because if you hear that fucking catchphrase on any Devils commercial, or you see them like in an after-game interview and it's on a shirt, yes. I am fucking suing the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> Ray, look, I'm available. You, you can give us a, p- a little piece for it, okay? May not ask for ten percent or whatever. Just throw us a fucking bone. Here's what I want. Oh boy, do we have that much time? If it's not a job. This, oh. isn't, this isn't Dave's rant. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> if it's you're not going to offer me a job, on the other side of the studio. I want sorry. <laughs> I want a box. I, you don't even have to give me food. What's her name? Yeah. <laughs> Hoo-hoo. Oh, sorry. Uh, I want a box. And for your friends, I want us to broadcast from the box during the game. That's a good idea, but I, I think. They have their own. There's a podcast already out there that I think is... is that broadcasts while the games are on? No, but... I think that would be your perfect X-rated... But I don't PG-13 think, rated. I don't think that we're the ones that no, they I don't would think pick. So. We, we, would have, we would have to go from what we're wearing right now to shirt and tie. I'm okay with that. I, okay, look-wise, sure, but what's look going to be like on radio it's look, called it's called the mouth and what comes out of the mouth unfortunately as i'm getting older my 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 filter like on these microphones no longer exists well i'm just gonna say you know it's like putting a piece of shit in a tiffany's box that would be putting us in a shirt and tie i stick in super kicks podcast <laughs> putting shit in your tiffany's box <laughs> but looking at our lineup what could we really expect playoffs now, again right but what i'm saying from each line not as a team, as a we team. already talked about it as a team, each individual line. Now, again, I, I, I came up with like a pseudo lineup. I, I've mentioned it in previous shows mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, I think I think personally, without going into like specific names, I think we have three and a half lines. Three. We have we have three. I, I would say we have three lines that are capable of scoring. Of winning a game. Okay. During the season, like. If the whole Heesh or Palmieri line gets shut down, we still have, in my opinion, two lines that could. You know, if if Hughes, Gusev, and Brat, or Hughes, Gusev, and Simmons, or whoever mm-hmm. you're putting in these positions, if that line doesn't have it, you again, at all times, we should have at least two lines. Would it be too much to ask of us scoring at least three goals a game on average? No, I think, I think at this point, with what we're putting... Potential wise, mm-hmm. out there, three goals a game should be our goal. No pun intended. No, no, no like no, three no. goals a game should be our goal because with Corey or Blackwood in net, if you're scoring three goals a game, you should win to in give, the NHL. To today. give up around two a game, right? You should, should be winning. Yeah, 
are there going to be the odd times where you score two goals and the other team? Yeah, obviously there's going to be times where we score five goals and win five, nothing, you know, like it's, but, but a good, a solid number of three a game by the season, by game 82 when you average it out, it should right. be three. So, okay. So right. I, on our first line, I have Hall, Heischer, Palmieri. I think that should be the solid line this year. Again, barring injury, each of them should at least have 20 goals. At least. If you if you look at previous seasons with that with those three, right? Because how long has he been in the league now? This is going to be this his third year? This is his third year. So, at, at the last two years, do you think there was so much pressure on that first line to do everything? That yes. Now, do you think that with the talent now that we have with Hughes the and everything else, talent and the, 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 the pressure kind of just relaxes to all three or four lines now as opposed well, to just it, I mean, all on one? That line is going to see the best defensive pairing and the best defensive line against them night in and night out. They're, they're going to be matched up against. So to say they should each get 20 goals, that's the low end because for Hall and Palmieri, 20 goals, they, they in theory should have 20 goals relatively close to the all-star break. At least. Mm-hmm. I mean, Palmieri had over 20 goals this year. Hall, he only played in what? 34. Four games or 32 games and he still had like 11 12 goals before he got hurt he sure had 50 plus points he had like i want to say he had like 14 or 15 goals so for him to put in another five or six goals while it seems like it's nothing this is the nhl but they all need to be in that 60 to 90 plus point range okay do i expect he sure to get 90 points no not unless it's like a video game and he's winning faceoffs <laughs> back to the defenseman and the defenseman passes it to Hall and Hall goes down and scores. And then like, to, and, and Palmieri goes to a knee and shoots and scores. Yes. Right. But like if he sure got 60 points, Palmieri got between 60 and 75 points and Hall getting his 90 plus 90 ish points that that helps us get into the playoffs. Because if you think about it, Hall got what, 90 three points when he won the MVP mm-hmm. and it got us into the playoffs. So if you have two guys relatively close to him, that's it for the second line. I have Gusev, Hughes and Brat. very high skill line, not a very big line. So you might put flip flop Brat and Simmons just because of size. because of matchups or whatever. You're right. Um, they need to score between 15 and 30 goals somewhere. I don't expect Hughes to, you know, I expect Hughes to put up somewhere around 55 points this year. Gusev, I'm relatively the same. Brat, I'm aiming more towards the 40. I'd like to see Brat be the 30-goal, 28-goal, slash 12 assists kind of guy. Okay. Um, it depends on how Hines uses the line. Are they the second line? Are they the third line? They're more likely to get more points if they're the third line. Is he's going to end up being more of like the assist guy, kind of like how Butcher is on D, where it was. I think I think him, he's got a little more offensive vision, right? Than Nico, but I I, I think it's they're very comparative. I I have a feeling he's going to be this season, a lot like Crosby was in his rookie season, where he was passing it more than shooting it. And then this time next year, he should be a shooter more. And I'm, I'll, <clears throat> I'll be happy if he does second-line minutes. So it's not like, hey, you're the number one pick. 
boom, you're going to have first-line minutes. You're going to have to work with Hall and, and Palmieri. Like, putting all of that on him, right. saying, show us. No. Well, like Nico. Nico got <laughs> thrown in like, all right, here, you're playing first-line minutes. Have fun. He did pretty well. He did all right, but he you could didn't. tell he was fucking winded by March. So, um, as far as this line goes, though, they should. I mean, if you look at. It's almost like a speedy line. Those top right? six. Those top six players right there. Hall's line should get roughly around 17 to 20 minutes. Sure. Not counting power, counting power play time and, and whatnot. Um, the Hughes line should get probably 17-ish. Again, counting power play because all those guys are going to be on the power play. Uh, the third line, I have Simmons, Zajac, and Coleman. Could be an awesome shutdown line, grinder, dump the puck in. You know, Coleman's really good on the attack, on the uh, forecheck. So is Simmons. You know, Zajac could flourish in the fact that all he's got to do is be able to get his shot off. Those two guys go in, dig the puck out, look for him coming. Coleman bangs in the rebound or Simmons bangs in the rebound. I think Amanda Stein recently put out on Twitter that she had an interview with Zajac just to talk about his personal accolades. And with, with the caveat is she basically sat down with him and said, look, I realize you are the... I'm the new, I'm a New Jersey Devil, not Travis. I'm not number you know number nineteen, Travis Ajak. But here's all your freaking stats you had last year. Here's where you place in in Devils lore, and 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 they talked about it and stuff. There's a potential for him to be with, with this season with a a good positive season to him getting in like top three in a ton of categories. Reading the interview and not trying to be fanboyish, I said I, I read it and everything else. And I posted that you know what the next number that's getting retired is nineteen. He, you you gotta no. It's it's like an Eliash kind of thing. No. San, San Stanley Cups. Cu- right, that's but, the big one for us. Sans Stanley Cup. We win a Stanley Cup with this team. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you if he finishes in the top three and whatnot. But he's basically in the top three. It's like saying Ken Danico is in the top three. Not because he played all his, his because he played career. 35 years with the same fucking team. You know, like, Zajac's been here the whole time. And if you look at his statistics year by year, if you go on HockeyDB, cheap plug, um, and look up his statistics, you'll see other than maybe three seasons, he's just been an average player. Like, there's, there's two, two seasons, I want to say, where he had over, like, 50 points. And then the rest, he's had 35, 40, 45, but he's never, like, t- taken that next mm. jump up. So then maybe it's just a little fandom coming in. Yeah, it's, it's just, let, let us stroke off the guy who's been here the longest. So I mean, him and Andy Green are the only really two guys left left from the Lou era. It's true. Not even the trainer is here, I don't think. I know. <laughs> they showed him with the, did you see him? He, he got Rich, his day with the Stanley? Stanley Cup, and nice. he was in Livingston with it. But that line could be, can do more than put up points, the Zajac, Coleman, Simmons line, because if they match up as the second line, matching up against the other team's either best line or second best line, that leaves Hughes, Gusev, and Brett to play against the other team's third line. To which, rip them up. Yeah. Right. It, it depends on, is, is Hines going to be like, like Lemaire was, we're matching lines. Like literally the line would come in, take a face off, 
dump the puck in and you would just see a wholesale change, all five guys coming off. If he's going to be like that, it would benefit Hughes. But if he's just going to ma- roll one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to hurt them, but it's definitely, you're not going to get the full potential you could out of okay. that second line. Right. Now, the fourth line is really just a fucking crapshoot. It's, it's, it's whoever's left that makes the team that's got the NHL experience. Right, because right now the only probable definites on that fourth line are Zaka and Wood. But Zaka's not signed yet. Yeah, he'll be signed. You hope. Well, if I'm Ray, I turn around and go, look, you're either a part of us or you're not. He goes, because there's, as you're going to see, I mean, that fourth line, you have Rooney, who could play center. Mm-hmm. You have Joey Anderson, who's got probably about 30-plus games in the NHL. You've got Boquist ready to go. And then you've got, uh, what's his name? The Maltsev, who we brought over from the KHL, who's played professional in the KHL for a number of years. So you you have right there, you have four hungry guys. Four hungry guys that can take anybody's line, anybody's spot in that line. And next week or the next time we do our show, we're going to talk about, you know, five rookies that might not make it on our team this year because of our depth. Uh, but this line depends on how they're used. Are we going to roll four lines, wear teams down? Because that might benefit Zaka and Wood because Zaka and Wood have offensive talent. And if they're matching up against other teams' fourth lines, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to be like a crash line, but it would probably be more like the CBGB line where they can bang around, but they can also put the puck in the net. I, th- I think barring injury, I hope I don't jinx the team either, but barring injury, just look at the player potential of this team obviously taking fandom out of it, you make the playoffs. You you should. You, you should make the play. I mean, I should have said this after we do the defensive pairings and stuff like that, but you look at all the players and you look at the talent. Ray Shiro did a tremendous job this se- this offseason. The last two years of rebuilding <clears throat> are covered. I, it, it, it amazes me to, to realize how I felt when Ray came aboard and we just absolutely stunk on ice. Absolutely, and it hurt. Like by like February, you're just sitting there going, "I oh, have, I ones, have, yeah. I have how many more games to go on this season ticket? I don't want to go." Weeks, a month goes by. I haven't been to a game yet. Now it's like I don't even remember that time because I'm so excited with this team. I remember those times. Well, look, <laughs> where to... where we would be the only seven people: <laughs> us, the wife beater, and Rob and Tracy, <laughs> in our and fucking Sully. <laughs> yeah, but so but, that that's just offensively. Right. You, you have that as as your possibilities, and I'm I'm happy with that. I, right. I mean, camp shouldn't be more than you know what camp ends up being. You have like four or five players for like two spots. Yeah, I mean, if Zaka signs, I would say Zaka is the kind of he's the new Zuberus, where if someone gets hurt, he's the guy that could kind of slot anywhere in that lineup. And then you bring, I would, if I had to guess, if Boquist doesn't make it and goes back to Sweden, then you bring Rudy, uh, Rooney on that fourth line as the center. I think Rooney makes the team. I think after last season, he, the, the, the kind of grit and stuff that he showed. If, it's... if Zaka doesn't sign, Rooney makes the team. If Zaka does sign, either Rooney is moved to wing or Rooney is the healthy scratch waiting to push Zaka out of the fucking lineup. <laughs> the Santini of this year. Yeah. 
Now, speaking of defense, yes, um, a lot of people were saying like put Subban with with Botman? a solid defenseman, you know, like a Connor Carrick. I even saw some people say fucking Mueller. Um, Mueller's not even going to be in the lineup. I personally would put him with Green and just let PK run wild. Like, let him take those chances. Let him rush up in the play, which we haven't had since probably Brian Rafalski or mm-hmm. uh, Zidlicki. Zidlicki always kind of jumped up into the play. Um, but give him that steady anchor of a defenseman in the defensive zone, which is Green. As the season progresses and people step up, you know, like a Smith or maybe Vatnin or whatever, then we worry about balancing out our defense. Because the other end of that, too, is if you're giving Green those first-line minutes for a good portion of the year, what's going to happen come playoff time with older legs, too? You move him down, you give him less minutes, you save him for... Yeah. But that's not... Yeah, you move him down, you don't sit him. No, 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 no. Because no, he's no. our captain and no, no. Fuck yeah. people will fucking... No, no, I mean, like, you move him down in the thing, save his legs... Yeah, for playoff for a playoff, or, or maybe like, somebody like fucking Butcher and Smith step up, you know, like step up defensively in a defensive zone, and Hines goes a little fucking wacky and I puts think, Subban with Smith. You know, I, I think it all goes on how that run goes at the end of the season. If you're clicking on all cylinders, and, oh whatever, and, yeah. At that point, you don't you don't change the. But if you're trying to do spark, you're trying to do something, you're trying to prove. I, I'm sure it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those games where it's going to be like, okay, we have this intact or whatever. All right, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Smith with Subban on the first line. I want to see how he plays. I'm sure there's going to be a preseason games where you see that. I was even thinking regular season where you know you got the game at hand here. I want you to get a taste of this. See how you do. See what we can work on. Things yeah. like that. I mean, they're both going to be here for the next three years, so you might as well. And I'm hoping longer. I really am. I mean, I yeah, know not at nine million dollars a year. <laughs> I know Subban's shelf life is three years, but anyway. My second pairing, I have Votnin and Severson. That's saying Sammy Votnin stays. Um, it'll give us an offensive flair in our second. I mean, they're both okay on defense. They're not anything that you're going to go like, oh man, that he plays like Ken Danico or Stevens. Neither one right. of those guys you're going to say that about. But if they don't have to match up against the other team's top lines, and they're the line, they're the defensive pairing that's kind of with Hughes and Gusev all the time. Right. That they have a chance to put up some serious, you know, secondary first assists or tips or you know whatever shot uh, goals. You know, with screens with those guys feeding them the puck. My third pairing, other than Butcher, which I'm sure we're going to keep in our lineup, I think it'll be a rotating thing depending on who we're playing you know between smith carrick and mueller none of them are going to set the world on fire in a defensive zone butcher's not really that good carrick is kind of just a big body we've watched mueller long enough the best defensive play he made last year is when he went head first into the boards but he was playing better and then he yeah he was decided to (laughs) but we could say that like santini was playing well for and then he got hurt and then he lost all of his confidence. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take for Mueller to get his confidence or to play like, what was he? We traded a second-round pick for him. So um, I think Smith needs to play as much as possible. And, because, I, and, and I think every single game that's on a split squad in the preseason, that that's... I think he's going to play as much as possible, but I think there's going to be times they take him out of the lineup. Like, he's, against Philly. 
because he's not that big. I mean, he's only about six foot. You're going to need a Carrick who's over six foot. You're going to need a Mueller. You need somebody to beat down Gostasphere. Somebody who can somebody who can move people in front of the net. At the moment, I'm not saying Smith's not going to do that eventually, but you can't you can't bust him out of the gate first month of the season. And go okay, here you go. Here, some, but some people are talking about that Mueller. It's like. Oh, they should give him a chance of playing big minutes. Like, he should be playing, like, 20 minutes a night. I was like, what game are you people? He can't make a pass. He can't make a pass from the behind the net to the fucking hash marks. And he just looks lost out there. He reminds me, who's the other big, lanky defenseman we had that was... I want to say, like, Jelena minus the shot. Like, wow. Jelena looked lost in the defensive zone. Yes. In the offensive zone, give me puck, I shoot. But other than that, he was, I thought, what's it called, had a better, Igor had a better year last year than Mueller did. But I'm, that, I'm pretty sure Igor's yeah, um, he's constant back. greyhound uh, things kind of gave, him, gave yeah. him a bad taste for the NHL. And then uh, in goal, I mean, you got to say, you got Corey needs to bounce back. And I think, and in my opinion, I think he may have. Yeah, he did show to, flashes last year at the end of the year. But then how he also played in the in the tournament recently, right? Oh yeah, the uh, world championships. So that that was kind of like his his moment to go. You know what? I'm now a year past um, hip surgery. Like uh, who? Oh crap! Who Pecorino. Yeah, right. And it's the, it's, the it's, year it's, he came back. It was he won the the Vesna. Let's not put that much pressure on him. But now it's okay. You go. You know what? Now you're a year back from this. You're over your injuries. You showed it, whatever. You come out clean in the preseason. You start game one. Yep. I, I don't think Blackwood's not ready yet. I don't want. I don't want to escalate Blackwood into that whole Kincaid hemisphere kind of thing. No, but he should play about thirty games this year. Yes, to 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 keep that steady confidence kind of thing. He should play one out of every five games, and then occasional, you know, starting. Back to back, maybe he got a shutout. You put him in. Maybe he's playing in his hometown, kind of thing. Um, but together, these goalies need to win about forty-seven games for us to make the playoffs. And I don't think there would be a problem with Blackwood saying, "Corey, it's your goal. I want that, but I know it's yours right now." On all about the devil, they, I guess they had an interview with Blackwood, and he said, "Like, this is the first time where I in this organization where the spot is mine to lose." Meaning, like the backup goalie. Mm-hmm. I don't see who's going to really take it, but nobody. They haven't. They haven't even signed anybody as a. Well, they have a lot of young kids. They have that Evan Cormier. They have the uh, the Finnish kid. They have Gil Sane. Yeah. So they have like that. That kid, I think, is is the. Well, the other kid, the Akira kid, the Akira Schmid, I think his name is, or Schmid, or something mm-hmm. like that. He he's. He looks like he's going to be a, a good guy, a good goalie. But then again, we thought fucking Wedgwood was too. So, yeah, like, like I said, I don't want like the Wedgwoods, the Kincaid hemisphere kind of thing. I don't want to push Blackwood into that. Let him let him ease into that role. We have three more years, or three or two more years of Schneider. I think three. Three, counting this year, yeah. So we got three. Three. He. he this is the final three years of his seven year. So. And and barring injury again, Blackwood's not seeing that net or trade for at least another two years. Because you can probably trade Schneider for at the at the third year for like 
six as a backup or whatever to somebody who needs something if, think, if need be? I don't think we would do that. I think he would. He'd become a backup? Yeah, I think he'd be okay stepping stepping, stepping aside. And, but overall outlook, I mean, there's a lot of questions. And I think I said the same thing about the Devils last year. I said we could be a playoff team or we could be out of the playoffs and one of the worst teams in the league. Now, if you told us that we were going to be fucking injury riddled, well, that's sure. the same thing. Will our first or will our top line stay healthy? Is Hall going to be able to play a whole season? Is Nico going to be able to play? Nico only played what I think like sixty-four games last year, so he missed almost yeah. twenty games. You know, uh, Palmieri played seventy-something games. What are but, you getting out of Hughes? Like, like yeah, what are we going? What you know? Will Jack be relevant from the get-go? Is he going to be somebody where yeah, he's fast and he can stick handle? That's great. And then when the game happens. Can you get me some points? I think he can be. But again, it's one of those question marks. Can our defense keep the puck out of our own net? You know, and get it out of the zone. That was our biggest problem. And I said it constantly watching games on TV. And I even said it when, you know, we used to sit next to each other. I would say, like, we can't make a pass out of our own fucking zone. Yeah, the old three pass, three, three. We uh, can't make three passes in a row. That's when you know our team is in the shitter. When we go breakout pass from the defensive zone to winger, all right, that pass connects, and then our next pass doesn't. <laughs> because it's across, the, across or, the ice. Or our second pass from wing to center, or, or we try to go wing to far wing, that pass connects, and then we try to make another pass, and it doesn't work. Now, I'm not saying every NHL team. It's not a video game where it's like, the doom, the doom, like it's tic-tac-toe. Jesus, you know, like something. So we have, I guess, as we get closer after after camp, I'm sure we can do a a season preview for the Devils and see how far this conversation went in, in that one. So eagerly await that. I mean, eagerly, eagerly awaiting this whole season. And I'm still, I don't, I don't know why. I think it's just because of everything that happened in the offseason. I still think Ray has something up his sleeve. It's just, yeah, it's like you just. You love that armchair uh, quarterback. And it's not like one of those, I'll be so disappointed if it doesn't happen, but you're sitting there going, well, is is he? Like, you're on the tip of your toes because it's like, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, great. Like, it's not. I think the only thing that he has up his sleeve is a contract for for Hall. That's it. Speaking of contracts for players, <laughs> going on to some NHL news here. Um well, we'll get the GM stuff out of the way first. After uh, I guess probably a conference call with the Minnesota Wild, Don moonlighting. Waddell. He was yeah. moonlighting with the Wild. I I made the joke. I go, well, is you know, th- does does somebody need to sign Don Waddell to a uh, offer sheet for for the Canes to sign him back as a GM? They, I heard they let him design the new jerseys. <laughs> that was his signing bonus. Was it really? No, I was oh. just joking. Because I wouldn't put it past them, considering how that jersey looks. The more I look at it, it's like you're, it looks like the it looks like the All Star game from back when it was like the the Patrick division and the yeah it's it looks like their old jersey with the little the the hurricane flag mm-hmm. on the bottom had sex with like <laughs> a Rangers jersey yeah with the, the, with the, the diagonal. diagonal yeah yeah. Uh. Do, but Don Waddell resigns with the Canes with after jerks. speculation. Stay tuned for next show where we ooh, talk ooh. about a preview for the Canes ooh. and I compare them to a movie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Roberto Luongo. If you're not following Roberto Luongo on Twitter, 
start. <laughs> okay. Do you know how he announced his retirement? Do you remember? Yeah, he had like a pair of skates or shoes or something like that on the line or something. He had his pads on the line. <laughs> like, 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 like kids who throw their sneakers on the lo- on power lines or f- telephone lines. Well, you know that's about drugs, right? Oh, is it? Sure. Good for him. Yeah, the pads on the... He also made a joke about now that he's retired, should he, buy, should he A, buy bigger pants <laughs> or B, get the pants with the elastic waist that stretch? Wow. <laughs> he's a funny guy. Follow him on Jeez. Twitter. He's going to have his number uh, retired. What in is Florida. this thing? Strombone one or yeah. Strombone one or something? Yeah. Uh, he's going to have his number retired by Florida against his hometown, Montreal Canadiens. But why I, not against Vancouver? Yeah, I agree. That's the, I agree. That's the big but thing. That's his hometown team, Montreal. I'm sure when he go. I'm sure when Florida plays Vancouver, they'll probably have Luongo come up there for him. Uh, he was a great player. Never really got. I mean, he's got. He did win a gold medal couple of them he took the net from brodeur in what was that 2010 the crosby goal mm-hmm. um never really he had one chance at the cup didn't get it but i mean overall great goalie i believe he's somewhere in the top five for all time but again one of those travis ajak he played forever right does he does he get into the hall fringe if it does, it's not until way down the line. <laughs> when when he's like the only goalie that's that's yeah. up. That's when there. that greasy slicked back hair starts <laughs> behind his ears. <laughs> the receding <laughs> receding slick back, right? Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen of Buffalo wants to be traded. Who, he lost his smile. <laughs> who doesn't want to be traded from Buffalo? Stay tuned for next week when we oh, talk about uh, Buffalo and compared to a movie. Actually, yes, it's next week. Ristoline, huh? He uh, he'd be a good player. I mean, I don't think he's hit thirty yet. Is 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 it again like one of those like he needs a winning culture to put a smile back on his face or like like I, was it like where the guy from from Edmonton Puliarvi is that is that yeah, another kind of thing where that he, could that could be their trade. What? Puliarvi for Ristoline, one for one. I think Puliarvi would retire. No, I think he'd be excited to play. In Buffalo? In the top six. He probably would be on their top six, which is what he wants. He wants to be on the team's top six. So he wouldn't fit on our top six. No, because we got, we got the goose. The goose, yes. Um, apparently, he asked for a trade towards the end of last season. Oh, and that's and that's how his, his trade rumors started. Yep. <clears throat> I'm sure an agent said, hey, uh, we asked for a trade, but uh, keep that on the DL. <laughs> And then he went back to his home paper because I want the fuck yeah. out of Buffalo. Speaking of overrated, I mean overpaid, I mean annoying. Uh, Mitch Marner. One is, man is holding up ten players from signing a contract with a team. Yep. One fucking guy. But here, here's what I said, and I kind of added it into the notes about him. I bet he signs as soon as preseason's over. But that, w- like why? Because like, Clarkson and Horton together make ten and a half million dollars, right? Okay. Once the preseason's over, they can go on the long-term IR, and you get that, and you get that back. ten and a half million back, right? And then he signs for ten and a half million dollars. Now, is it one of those where he, if he pays for his own insurance, he can practice? Yeah, with but the no team, one's but, ever done that. Yeah, that's because why risk injury? To, I mean. If he goes and plays on the 
Swiss team tries out with them and plays with them, and he would have to do the same thing. Right. But if he went to Toronto and paid for his own insurance and practiced with his team, it would be such a PR fucking distraction for Toronto. Now, here's a good question. Let's just say he goes over to Swiss, he plays with them and stuff, and gets hurt. Like, how does that reflect on... Well, he's paying for his own insurance. So, but, so like, insurance. but what about from, like, Toronto's standpoint? Is it one of those, well, you fucked up, you're done with us? You or? fucked up now, here's a dollar fifty for your contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ten and a half went down to, what, five? Five and a quarter? No. <laughs> I just... The fact that he wants to be the highest paid winger of all time for a short term contract is ridiculous. Like, don't get me wrong. Who's his agent? His father? Yeah. yeah. Eric Lindros is dead. He is a great player. I would love to have him on the team. I remember when he was drafted. I he was drafted, I believe, in the Zaka year. I said, man, I want fucking Mitch Marner. Marner. I want Mitch Marner. And then we got Zaka and we see how that worked out for us. But. Do you think we'd be, I, do you think we'd be in the same position? No. Well, fast the difference forward, is we would have had the money. Fast forwarding to all this other kind of stuff of having this team, but Mitch Marner coming off of his entry level. Do you think he'd be going through all this crap with Ray Shiro, or do you think he'd already be signed? He'd already be signed. Okay. Because, but it's tough to answer that because it's when we when notice. he was drafted, did we have Hall yet? Three years ago. I think we may have traded him one for one. The one, the one for one. I think at this time three years ago, probably. So we would have already had him on the team. We already would have. They would have been. He would have been a rookie. Hall's first year, when we were really so, bad. Uh, yeah, see, yeah, I know it's. It's speaking of uh, overpaid wingers. Patrick Line gave uh, an interview in a Finnish newspaper. It was a video. You can watch it. Where they asked him, you know, does, like, does it have subtitles? So I <laughs> yeah. they go, "Are you going? Are you going to go back to Winnipeg?" And he says, "Like I don't have anything against Winnipeg." He said, "But this is a business." And he goes, "I don't know what's going to happen." He goes, "But I'm going." Basically, he said, "I'm going to be staying in Finland until something happens." Something happens. Now, I was sitting in an auto dealership getting my oil changed in my car, and I text you. I go, "He's only making two and a half." Well, that might be two and a half well, over the last three years. He he also had like seven million in the signing bonus or whatever. But I I, I sit there and I go, All right, he's only making two and a half, three mil, whatever. Winnipeg has has enough. I don't know if they have all of the the I cap could, space I to sign all exactly their guys. how much cap space they have. But why hasn't somebody pulled a fucking trigger on this? I say the same thing about Marner too, but I, uh, Mar- Marner kind of is like anchored in Toronto. But like Line, like, oh, look, okay. The, 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 here's another question: Winnipeg has 17 million dollars in cap space. They have the most cap space in the NHL. Okay. But they, at the moment, they only how have 17 m- players on their roster. And how many more they have to put on? Like almost 10. It's they have to have at least six or seven more. Okay. Okay. And one of them is Kyle Connor. Yes. So, yeah, you, you have two superstars that you need to give contracts to and all that kind of stuff. But, okay, you're sitting in Ray Shearer's office, right? You're hearing rumors that Winnipeg's getting antsy. Lion is whatever. What do you trade for his rights? Taylor Hall. Straight up? If they want to take it, you're getting a guaranteed one year at $6 million to fit in your roster. It's up to you. And then we'll make one of those contingency deals. Where it's like, 
okay, we'll give you a first in 2021 if he doesn't re-sign. Still with a one-for-one, one, though? With the contingency that if Taylor Hall doesn't re-sign. I don't want to give up Taylor <laughs> I don't want to give him up either, but if he doesn't want to be here and he's not going to sign a fucking deal, I, I want to get somebody in here. And look, Line is younger. Could you imagine yes, the I chemistry know. between I, him and Nico? Could you imagine the chemistry between him I and know. fucking... I know. I'm just saying, like, if I'm Ray and someone walks into my office and goes, we have Tim Day off on the phone. I, I pick up the phone like this. Line A for Hall? Line A for Hall, one for one, with a contingency. Not even a hi, how are you, how's the weather, no. No, there's a so reason, he's, he's not calling me to ask about a great sushi restaurant in Hoboken. He's calling me because I have a player is there, who's a... Is there any way that you keep Hall no. and get Line A? No. Yeah. Who do you give up? Who who would I ask for if I'm Buffalo? I'm, uh, Winnipeg. I mean, uh, yeah, Winnipeg. I probably ask for a combination of... Nico or Hughes and other would no like picks Palmieri no mm. no because you're they're gonna want to replace their win their I know. I know okay Lion A sits out a whole year does he automatically become a UFA nope he's, he's still an RFA with, yep. with it's just he lost a year of service he just lost a year of NHL his con his rights are still owned by Winnipeg. That's what Lindros did. Did he? When Lindros when Lindros was drafted by Quebec and he's like, I'm not signing here. They basically said, Okay, but well we're gonna start the season without you. And he went, Okay. Bye. <laughs> and he played for Team Canada. Sean Burke did the same thing for the Devils. Did he? Yep. Good old Sean Burke. Speaking of old devils. Look at that segue. Billy Garen. Bill Garen, the new GM of your Minnesota Wilds. I've met Bill Garen multiple times. He's not the smartest person. <laughs> so for him to go to Minnesota, it's actually a ginormously smart decision by the Wild. Because <laughs> they're full of dumb decisions. Now they just well, have... And don't get me wrong, Bill Garen was one of my favorite players. I have a Bill Garen jersey signed by him, Peter Sikora, and Steve Thomas, otherwise known as... Hell's Angels. But from everything that's surrounding this Bill Guerin hire, outside of the fact that they used a terrible fucking photo of him, terrible, they say that him working in Pittsburgh and everything else, that he's been in line for other GM jobs, he just didn't he has, make yeah. it. For him to just come out of nowhere, because they were, they were what? Um, they also have to, ha they have to have a GM I believe they have to have a GM by like Friday. Oh, is there deadlines for There's this stuff? a deadline, yeah. Like if they don't have a GM, they get fined. <laughs> it's something like a week if it's like a week or two before preseason training camp starts, you have to have your I GM. I mean, who else was out there to to be number ones? That Ron Hextall, I think was in the running for it. Fitzgerald. No, Fitzgerald just had a con phone conversation. It was one of Right, but he he was asked. Like those are GMs that are out there that but he wasn't in the top three. Like there was like Garen, it was is Hextall and somebody else. That I highly doubt it was Chicharella. I'm surprised that they didn't go for Hextall because he was great at chopping dead weight 
out. So he's a good hypnotist. To get them, right, no, to get them cap-wise. Oh, so he's a good cap guy. All right. I mean, he got Philly. I mean, Philly is out of their cap hell, and they... Philly now has $13 million in cap space with 20 players signed. They only have five room for five uh, spots, mm-hmm. five contracts. Meanwhile, right. Winnipeg has room for 11 contracts. Yeah, but how much are, the, how much are two of those contracts going to cost them? <laughs> anyway. New Jersey has room for nine contracts. Goddamn lightning, Warner. Come on. Um, yeah, sure. <sighs> Good. Bill Guerin, GM. Good. Let's let's see what happens. Yeah. You can you but, you can't get any worse. Yeah, you can. You can because mm-hmm. the whole reason that they that when they fired Cliff Fletcher, fired Paul Fenton, it was well, you know, he didn't exactly have the experience that we thought. You know, he. Well, now you're hiring a guy who's never been a GM. <laughs> Try selling that to your season ticket holders. We fired the last guy because he didn't have any. Experience. It was almost like he was a front office cancer. Like, yeah. uh, Derek Bassard, which I called. Yes, you did. About two weeks ago. Is Lou going to give you anything? No, I'm sorry. No, I'm I forgot. Just... I forgot. Don't you worry about my cap, young man. Yeah. <laughs> Signs with the Islanders, which is a great deal. If he gets to play with Anders Lee or Jordan Eberle or Brock Nelson, that's that's a good. That's a good show me year, one year contract for Derek Broussard. Like last yeah. year, I sucked. Let me show you what I could do. Mm-hmm. And and I think at this point now, you're looking at all the veterans who are on that cusp of like one to two, or two to three year deals. Now going, oh shit, I want to play somewhere. I want to play in the NHL. Can I get a one year? <laughs> Please, <laughs> you can put in. You can put in a trade thing. I don't care. Just give me a one year deal. Yep. He signed for like one and one point two, one point three. Right, and like he that, could so. be a good trade chip. Sure. Get a second or third round pick for him, of course. Um, considering any anything that's left, right, outside of your RFAs, anybody left that you would say bringing in a PTO for the Devils, at least? Would it be, I mean, obviously you're not getting Gardner or Gardner, whatever you say. Drew Stafford. Drew Stafford. <laughs> you're not getting Gardner for a PTO. He, no. he wants a deal. He wants a deal somewhere. I And I actually have, have a thing, too, going back on it. Considering the last two seasons, and not just because it's Toronto, but the fact that the restricted free agency is tied up because players were just being asinine and immature, do you think it's time to get rid of the uh, RFA period? Just say you come off of your entry-level deal, you're just the UFA? No. The whole RFA thing was set up so that you don't have so much like the NFL and the NBA where, oh, I played this year, I played my entry-level deal, bang, I'm gone. And... Your fan base is basically like, what the fuck? Like, you know, how many how many jerseys are we going to see, let's say, if it was like that? And now Detroit throws $15 million at fucking Nico. How many of those Nico jerseys are you going to see in the crowd where you're like, fuck, man, I thought this guy was going to be here forever. It, it buys some time for the team to keep the core of their team. Because otherwise, you're going to have a team like the Rangers that could throw money at anybody, which just they, which snatching they, up. Which they have, but it never worked out for them. Right, but the difference is there's a cap now. Right. So, so all right, so the, then let me pull the reins back a little bit. You don't get rid of RFA. How about you give a time, pr- a time frame to get these things done? 
almost like taking, taking a little piece of the offer sheet kind of thing and saying, you need to get your RFA signed by the state. It, they have that. What is, December oh, 1st. In off season, before the preseason starts. Yeah, no. there, there's so many things though that, in theory, that sounds like it's a great idea. Ha, you have to have your team sign. You have to have your player signed by October first. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's say I'm an RFA. All right. I played the season, the end of the season, last game of the season. I completely blow out and destroy my knee. Okay, and you get six to eight months or twelve months that you need. Rehab and, and whatever. Well, according to your thing, I'm an RFA. What happens if I don't sign by October 1st? You're not going to sign by October 1st because you're hurt. Now, what happens to me? I don't play the whole season? Like, it's situations like that where I understand what you're saying. Like, come on, we want to fuck. You're holding up the fucking line here. But on the other sense, well, what happens if there's an injury where I'm not going to be able to, and no team is going to sign me after coming off reconstructive knee surgery. I just think something needs to, something needs to happen to yeah. stop this. Yeah, it's stupid fucking agents that are over, uh, they're over hyping their players. It's true. And on the other side, Toronto, it's Toronto's fault. Look, you pay two guys eleven million dollars. Yeah, you're not. And now manager. you're looking around, going, oh, and we pay another guy ten million dollars who's not a fucking ten million dollar player. William Nylander, and then you go, oh man, we got to sign Mitch Marner. Yeah, well, he's not a he's not a cap, he's not, he's definitely not going to get signed after Toronto for being a cap guy, that's for sure. He's not going to. I mean, I think the real question somebody should ask somebody in Toronto is, or like a spit and chicklets or something like that, where they should turn around and be like, all right, Mitch Marner signs tomorrow for ten million dollars. People in that locker room aren't going to be there. Because he signed for $10 million. What does everybody else say? Well, like, like the internal turmoil kind right. of thing? So, like, let's say Zach Hyman, who's hurt, but Zach Hyman, really good chemistry with John Tavares and whatnot. Zach Hyman just got traded so that Mitch Marner could fit in. So everybody, the eyes turn to him and go, you're the reason. That we are now not making the playoffs for five years. And if years he in a doesn't, row. if he doesn't sign by the time the season starts, the real thing is going to be: what happens if Toronto starts off the season Shit's two six and one? What's everybody? What's that crowd? I mean, they're going to sell out regardless. But what's that crowd going to? You don't want you don't want eighteen or whatever thousand people going boo for sixty minutes. Yeah, throwing their jerseys on the ice, Edmonton style. Yeah. All right. So we. Hop into a what is it five team preview? This is um, six, just because we have thirty one teams. Gotcha. So we we go into a, a quick synopsis uh, of of these teams, and it looks like you went. What's the term for this? Like opposite reverse alpha, alphabetical order. Yes, I went A, <laughs> then down to the last to W, back to A, back to W. I went back and forth. Gotcha. So I also compared from- every team to a movie. Oh. There's a little, there's a little nugget for you folks out there. I should blog this shit. Oh wow! I think we can add a blog page to hsskpod.com. All right, Anaheim. A shot in the dark. It's a classic Peter Sellers movie yes. about a team that could be or a team that couldn't be. <laughs> I think they're in a rebuild. They they have good young talent. They have a solid goalie. They have great defense, puck moving defensemen, but something in their core makes me go, I don't see them getting over that hump there's something there is it their coaching they i mean is it 
is it the fact that Getzloff is there and they got rid of Katy Perry and you know like something they they don't they have like great young guys and then you have like Getzloff and Henrique and Ryan Kessler it's like something doesn't match like there's something there where you go yeah this team could be this year St. Louis like they could come out of nowhere and win the fucking Stanley Cup or they could make Buffalo look like they won the cup like they're awful I could see them being anywhere from the wild card to the last place team in the west Okay. The Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> I put dazed and yes. confused. If you've yeah. ever seen dazed and confused, that's the beauty of it. I keep getting older and they stay the same age. Have you ever seen dazed and confused? So why is uh, Winnipeg dazed no, and confused? Oh my gosh. It's a Matthew McConaughey classic. All right. How many of this is what we're really going to do now is how many of these movies have you seen? So why isn't Winnipeg, why is Winnipeg no. dazed and confused? So we're, you're 0 for 2. Yep. <laughs> Why was this team so bad in the playoffs? Three, four, five. Good. Why was this team so bad in the playoffs? They got bumped in the first round, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got they got bumped like four to one. They lose in the first round, and it's just like that. They seem like that classic '90s dazed and confused. Like, wait, what? Like, what happened? Like before you realize, like, it's like Tampa. Over. Yeah, like well, Tampa's a lot of the same. Like a lot of ta- and Calgary, a lot of the talent but they seem to be missing the rope that ties them all together. You know? And obviously having two big-named RFAs still not in the fold and training camp a sniff away is, is not. Yeah. I'm sure you're showing up to camp getting your skates on going, what the fuck? They have all the pieces for now right. to be a powerhouse, but it's just confusing that they can't pull it all together. Well, now they also they have another hole on D, too, because they go to Truba. Yeah, but Neil Ponick's okay. I mean, he's not Jacob Truba, but... Enough to, to... I mean, it wasn't like Jacob Truba was their first pairing defenseman. They did lose two defensemen. They lost Truba and Tyler Myers. Oh, that's right, yeah. So... So, I mean, it's it's definitely... They have young guys waiting to come into the lineup, but I have them being the top team in the Central to their third seed. I don't think they'll be fighting for a wild card spot, especially when they're going to be playing, you know, like... Minnesota's not going to be good. Edmonton's not going to be good. Arizona, I'm sure you've seen this movie. Why is it Goodwill Hunting? Why is it Goodwill Hunting? Yes. Because they're so bad, and I mean, they're so bad, and they're wasting their potential, like the movie, like Will Hunting. Please tell me you've seen Goodwill Hunting. Holy fuck, man! <laughs> wow. We can go on and on with that. I really can't believe you've never seen it. It is a great Robin Williams movie. Okay. Man. So, I, I am not the movie guy. I understand that, but like, I'm not bringing up fucking like, well, the Peter Sellers shot in the dark is a wild, it's a shot in the dark. But it's not like, like I've never heard of these movies. Awesome. I just haven't seen them. So they turned it around last year. I believe they were essentially the best team after like the All Star break. And now they can only get better because right. they got um, Hot Dog Man. Their problem is, is they went the first month of the season without winning a fucking game. You know, like they have the they they might if they're able to turn it around this year. You know, maybe they find like a Robin Williams like character in the locker room to help them. 
you know, see their true potential. I don't think that's Phil Kessel, but you know, they they have a great young team and they've had it for the last about four years. This wasn't the one Robin Williams was in the uh, the like Doctor Jacket or whatever was he? No, that's fucking. Oh, why am I going blank? Here? That's because I've seen that movie. But anyway, uh, they they can turn it around quick, or they can be in Houston before you can say yeehaw. They have a new uh, ownership now. Yeah, but they but still don't have the arena. They want to be in Scottsdale. They don't want to be in wherever the fuck they are. Phoenix. They want to be right here. Right in- here in New Jersey. Uh, they could be the last card, the last wild card spot team, or they could shit the bed. Then we have Washington. Washington. Yes. I put Step Up, the great Jessica Alba movie from the early 2000s. Why? They need to step up and show they weren't a flash in the pan two years ago. I honestly, I look at Washington. Ovi got his cup. And at, at this point, I'm sure Washington fans are just like, okay, whatever. If we don't make it, okay, we got our cup. Like, it's going to take a few years of them not getting that far again. Right. To, for the for the fan base to go, wait, wait. It's It's been seven years since we won a cup. Yeah, like us. It's, <laughs> it's been 16 years. I hate this place. Nothing works here. <laughs> this team is put together like Jessica Alba. They're stacked up front. Stacked. In the back. Yeah. And they're a little thin in the middle. Because after you get past Backstrom and Kuznetsov, they don't have much on their second, their third and fourth line. They're, they're, but Backstrom is going into a contract year. So he's so going to play good. Look for him. Holpe is going into a contract year. So look for him. They have great grit that'll carry them. Uh, if Ovi and company start in a slump or get hurt, injury can just psh, take this team. You also have to wonder, too, um, how much is the difference between Reardon and... Uh, um, oh God, why am I crapping on his name? Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz. Like what, what different dynamic is it? Patch Adams is the Robin Williams movie. Oh, for the coat. Okay. Where he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes. So between those two, Trotz and Reardon, like the difference between them is—is is that also the reason why you know Washington can't get back to where they were? Like, I, I think last year they were just fucking legitimately hungover. That by the time the playoffs came, you look at it, they essentially oh, they, they went. Fought, they went like what, almost like seven games, almost every series, right? Yeah. So they were a little tired. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and then but they still made the playoffs. You play close to a hundred games. You rest and then you have a month. you have a month off, and then you have to start the season again. All right, less than a month, because how how long does it take? How many days is it for that you have the cup? Is it you have one it all for, summer? One one per player. So how many players are on the team? Like twenty five players. That, players that it's anybody who played in the playoffs or a certain number of games during the season. So it's called twenty five to yeah, thirty. I'd say probably thirty players. So, okay, so you got a month. So a month is, of partying. Is it a month less? Yeah, it's it's probably you probably you figure you end in late June. Yep, you have all of July. All of July. Let's call it maybe half of August, and then you got to start training again to get re- get ready for yeah. camp. Oof. So I could see them finishing second or third in the East. You know, it it again. It's I think them and Pittsburgh, they're not going to finish at the top of the divisions anymore. I think they're going to be the like second, third wild card. But I think all the other teams, Devils, Rangers, Flyers, now they're all going to be beating up on each other. Right. 
before they take that next step to being that two three and then one two seed. Boston. Did you see this movie? No. Oh my god. I have Boston as Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, great band about a movie, a great movie about a band that used to be great. Mm-hmm. And how they missed opportunity to celebrate the greatest front man ever. They missed the opportunity to win the cup with this band. But but weren't those tears that Marshan cried the, the sweetest taste? The sweetest t- nectar of the world, <laughs> of the gods. I'm sorry. This is their last chance to kick at the can doors, or kick do- at the cup. Doors close after this. And honest to God, I don't see Boston. I think them losing. Is the beginning? Yeah. Of the, they're, the they're, tick, tick, tick down yep, the roller coaster? Because, yep. look, you can't. The nonsense from Marshand this I year. That, yeah. l- let's just put it this way. He's going to lick somebody's cheek, and it's not going to be, ew, he's a disgusting little fuck. Now it's going to be like, dude, you need to be the fuck out of the yeah, league. Cut the, no, no, it's going to be his teammates telling him, like, dude, cut the shit. It's going to be a bigger problem. Char is not getting any younger. Bergevin, I mean, uh, Patrice Bergeron is not getting, he's got a lot of miles on him. McAvoy isn't signed yet. McAvoy isn't signed. Marshawn's antics are getting kind of old. You know, it's not. Can t- they continue this tour with the same old players playing mm-hmm. the same old way? I don't think so. Or I, can I, they I, infuse something new to get them over the cup? If I look at the whole division, I can see Boston slipping to wild card or out of it just because of distractions being now a spotlight and the winning not being able to cover it. So the only reason I don't, because they have, they still have a deep team. You know, you look at that Bergeron. Bergeron. Is, is Cassidy a good enough coach to to, to look at Marshan by, you know, pick him up off the floor and, and shake him a yeah. little bit and, and look in his face and goes, fucking cut this shit. Every time he does something fucking stupid, Cassidy's up his ass. I would just hold up my phone and show him the picture of him crying. Remember this? Because this is, this is right here. This is how you're acting. You're acting like a little baby crying. All right? Remember this? Why were you crying? Because we lost. Why'd we lose? Because you keep doing stupid fucking shit. So you want to be Tom Hanks in the League of Their Own? There's no crying in baseball? Yeah. No, there's crying. I saw, I saw that movie. Oh, did you? Yes. I'll have to add that in here somewhere. <laughs> Can you name any of the characters in that movie? Uh, Madonna. No, oh. their names. No. Can't even name Tom Hanks' character? <sighs> it's on the tip of my tongue because there's a fun quote pop about it. but <clears throat> it's, Jimmy, it's Jimmy Dugan. Yes, Dugan. Avoid the cap. Clap, Jimmy Dugan. Dugan. Uh, yeah, they could be a top seed. I could see them going into third just because they're playing. Carolina's going to suck. Ottawa's going to suck. <laughs> Ottawa's going to suck. Um, <laughs> you never know. They can. Uh, be, Ottawa's going to suck. Hey, they just Ottawa, sent his name to a six-year deal, right? Yeah, Their winger? Colton White. Yeah. Yeah, they also sent me a contract. <laughs> <laughs> but are they at, uh, Did you sign it? No, sure. Uh, <laughs> But are they at the cap floor, though? Yeah, that's, that's why I'm signing for $10 oh, okay. million. Dollars. <laughs> $10 million one game. Well, and that one game is whenever you feel like it, right? Just so that they can get over the cap basement. <laughs> I can just see. <laughs> I can see like a, a 99 of like a, just Dave on the back of a jersey in warm-ups. And you trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Fall oh. down, hit my shoulder. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. See you later. I, I, I was on the ice. Hey. I'll open the door. <laughs> uh, the last one. I have is Vegas. Vegas, baby. Mary Jane's not a virgin anymore. I know you haven't seen that movie. No. 1996 I've coming heard, of age movie about I've that grasps. Of, I've heard of Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah. 
coming of age movie that grasps with the life of a teenager having to make adult decisions. Doesn't that sound like Vegas? That they they lived a wild party life the last two years, and now they have to come to the, oh boy, do they? It was fun year one, year two. We went out and spent like crazy. And now it's the next day. And you now realize it's oh, sh- it's oh shit. Now we need to trade Gusev because mm-hmm. we're two million and we can't sign him. Right, and there's we're we're a good team, but we're really close to fucking dismantling. Dismantling because we can't afford to pay anybody, and we have all these young rookies that we drafted with all the draft picks we got before we were a team, and we sign, don't know what to do. Pick pick all these NHL veterans and sign them to big big deals, and have all these draft picks the first two years, and it's coming to a head. Then what do you do? Yep. What so, do you do? Welcome to the NHL. You're not a virgin anymore. <laughs> but they they can be the second seed to the, I would say, the first wild card because they're still, a, on paper, they're still a very good. Marc-Andre Fleury is still a good goalie, right? Marc-Andre Fleury is still a good goalie. You have to look at their first line is still Martha, uh, Martha Show. Martha Show. Jonathan Martha Show. Bless you. Thank you. Max Pacioretty. Riley Smith, Alex Tuck, Peter Stasny, uh, Paul Stas, Peter <laughs> Peter Stasny, Paul Stasny. <laughs> Who's the other you were guy? Think, you thinking of the rest, or weren't you? No, Peter Stasny was was the guy that the Devils had. Yeah, but there was also the wrestler too. The wrestler. There Peter was a wrestler. There was a Paul. Yeah, don't. And who's their other big winger that they traded for? Petrani, I don't remember. Uh, at this moment, Vegas has. Jesus, where are they? Trade me right fucking now. <laughs> uh, Vegas has one million dollars in cap space, mm. and they have twenty-two players signed. Oh, Carlson. So I mean, they have a good top two lines. The bottom, the middle of their lineup's a little weak after that. After their top two lines. Their defense is okay. Nate Schmidt, Shea Theodore is very good. But now it gets after those top pairings. Braden McNabb is a good defensive defenseman. Nick Holden is a journeyman, our own former John Merrill. And Derek England. Look, if they, they if anything that we know of is their head coach, he's one of those tough grinders that's going to be able to get that team going. I don't doubt it. It's, it's not like it's going to be one of those. He's going to be a John Tortorella where just everybody's going to start tuning him out. But. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just, is that lineup going to be here next year? And the fact that they don't lose anybody. Yeah, in the draft, which in I don't. entry le- I don't agree with it either. <coughs> Excuse me. If they were actually having the draft or whatever this year, I would say sure. Fine. You know, it's a year or two, whatever, after you've expanded already, but. This is what three, four years down the road. You you have you've stabilized yourself as a franchise. You should be open to this draft, open to to the the entry level stuff. I just don't agree with it. But what are you gonna do? Yep. But now we have wrestling. On to some. <sighs> it's a little light. So SummerSlam came and went, and went. It wasn't bad. Probably one of the stronger pay per views. You know, uh, no real surprises in any of the matches other than, I guess you could say Rollins winning the belt back is a little bit of a surprise. Which a, a good talking point we have next after going through all this stuff. But I have what potentially could be feuds for belts. 
I'm not going to write up feuds for fucking mm-hmm. everybody. But I think Kofi and Samoa Joe would be a good feud. See, the only thing that, that irks me a little bit about Kofi is, is size. Well, that's what we sell it on. And we sell it on that Joe is big, Kofi's skinny and small, and Kofi runs around like he basically stings like a butterfly, float like a bee kind mm-hmm. of. Muhammad Ali runs around him. And you can do that for a couple of, you know, matches on TV, and then sooner or later Joe catches him. Right. I, I don't, I, character-wise, athleticism-wise, I have no problem with that because they're charismatic in their roles. Kofi is that. Right, with the mic. Little grinder. Samoa Joe is that he'll beat the shit out of you. He'll talk the shit out of you. But as I, I, I've always been a fan of Samoa Joe going back to his TNA days. Yeah, I said I, the same I, thing. I, I never abs- thought he would be in WWE because he is not built for WWE. No, he's, he's pudgy. He's doughy. Yeah. But Owen still. Those are those are two people who are not Vince McMahon guys yeah. at all. And look what they're doing. And it, and honestly, it's probably because of people backstage going talent, yeah. not physical. Talent. Yeah, but then you see him and he fucking pushes Drew McIntyre just because he's. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> On Raw, you have Rollins and AJ Styles, which is what they're doing right now. And I wrote this a month ago. It's fine. It's stay away from Rollins and and um, Brock. Brock Lesnar. But, Enough. But they are setting up for Rollins and Braun Strowman. Because they just won the tag titles. And you put two guys like yes. that together yes, for one reason. So now you're, you're squashing AJ to a point. Are you, AJ now is becoming the filler. No, AJ <clears throat> is going to is basically going to be the head until Finn Balor comes back of, from, from his thing, yeah. of the club or the OC or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves. Um, do you, all right, so since we're talking about it, do you, are you happy with Rollins being the universal champ? Yes. Because at this moment, if you want to have a guy who wrestles every Monday night mm-hmm. and can wrestle Period. anyone yes, and put on a good match with anyone. Now you put him in Braun Strowman, right? Just simply look at it. Rollins and Strowman. Easily, Strowman wins a belt. He should. It, There's if no- I'm writing it, that's how I write it. That this guy is a beast. And then it leads up to Rollins... For a while, falling out of the title picture, feuding with AJ and the club. Yeah, that, that right below your heavyweight. Yeah, right, your right, your your non-title main storyline. Mm-hmm. You have him feud with them, and then you have Braun and Brock. The two. That's what everyone wants to see. I would do that, and I'd put Braun over. Yeah, I agree. I would, but I would put <clears throat> Braun over. With Paul Heyman turning on Brock, because you could, yeah, because you can't. I, I I honestly think that Brock Lesnar is a team player. I honestly do, and he he can look at it going like, who are you going to put Kofi Kingston against me? No, because I'm going to kick his ass if you look at it right? realistically. Yeah, really. Who else do I? I have like maybe a handful or three people that I can take on and have a match with, and right. it look right. Braun Strowman, Rollins, maybe Styles. Maybe, maybe, but you only have a, you have, you have a limited thing, right? Which is fine. But Braun Strowman needs to go on a tear. 
He, he needs, needs to go on almost like a on, push. A, on a Goldberg tear where yep. it's just like he just kills this roster. And, and then and then at some point you go, well, he killed the whole roster. Now we need to shuffle something up and, and get something new or whatever. <clears throat> and then you put I know this is going to sound fucking ridiculously stupid. But then for that second main event, not title feud, Rollins and AJ, the club gets involved. Rollins goes and gets fucking Roman Reigns. And then you lead up to a Survivor Series match, an elimination match mm-hmm. with them. Mystery opponent, mystery partner. Sure. And you throw in whoever the fuck you want. And you don't make it that, oh, this is the new shield. You just make it like this is our. And then if you want after that Rollins and fucking Reigns win, you have them do the mm-hmm. the, the shield thing. And that's it. That's you, all. They throw, WWE is all about throw, throwbacks. So. Right, but don't make it the new shield. No. Just make it that. It, it's, it's, a part of, it's a part of the Survivor Series. Boom, done. I get it. Um, Intercontinental U.S., um, Nakamura and Aleister Black. I don't know. Nakamura has been the IC title, and I have not seen him on TV in like a solid two weeks, three was it, weeks. Wasn't Nakamura also part of the club too? No, like, I think he was part of the group against the club. Was it? Okay. Um, I, I can see. Ale- see, the only thing is like I, I look at a guy like Aleister Black. No, Aleister Black's. Um, I was, I'm thinking Ricochet. I... Alistair Black is good. I, I don't I don't have enough info on or watching the NXT guys, which apparently we'll talk about in a little bit. They'll be getting TV time, so maybe I will and uh, be seeing it more. Um, yeah, that that whole Intercontinental U.S. thing is 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 it's almost like a far drop from like heavyweight stuff, and that can't happen. No, like, it's got it's got to be something for the mid carders to fight for. Because you can't have you can't I I don't believe you should have Randy Orton in that. U.S. title thing. You have somebody like a Bobby Roode. You have because Finn Balor right now. You mm-hmm. have EC3. You have not Owens, Ricochet. You have Ziggler. You have Drew McIntyre. You know, as those mid middles, yeah, mid cards. That if someone in the main event got hurt, you could. We go back to that whole conversation that we had about that. That's fine. You put Ziggler and Ricochet as. What's going on with Ziggler? I, I don't like. He's becoming a cheap shot artist. He's becoming a cheap. This week he came out and uh, who was he talking to? Who was his fucking match with? But he came out and he was like, you had your opportunity. You blew it. Oh, Roman Reigns. You had your opportunity to be the top guy. You blew it. You never got the title. You never got it done. You're the And Roman Reigns is just sitting there like this. And then out of fucking nowhere, he just super kicks him right in the face. And then the match starts and he loses. So they're finally building up Ziggler to be. They're building him up to be a crybaby who does cheap shots. Oh, really? Not a not a real hard push. Like it, it's a push where he's going against everybody. Okay, but he's being smacked down. But he's being no. like he he came out and gave the speech on Monday. Like, did you see what I did at SummerSlam? He goes, I took two spears. I took two hard spears from Goldberg. Like, you know, he's like, I stood up. I didn't sit there and cry. You know, like. Meanwhile, all the fans are going, yeah. and you That's look what you're what, doing right now. Look, 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 look at what happened to Goldberg and Undertaker in India. And, and, oh. and you took a couple spears. You survived. That's, yeah. <laughs> Ooh-hoo. Um, okay. Hey, look, I think Ziggler is an underused talent. He's got the look. He's got the style, all that kind of stuff. He needs a manager. He needs a manager. Where's Mr. Fuji? 
probably dead. He needs, yeah. He, he needs, needs somebody that could advocate, and I'm not saying Paul Heyman. No. But he needs somebody that could advocate for him. That Not that Ziggler. Ziggler's great on the mic. Yes. But he somebody that yeah. gives him, like, like, like Flair. I always said, like, Flair would be the perfect manager to be like, let me show you how to live in style. Stop coming down in your Shawn Michaels looking fucking tights and everything. I always, I always saw the Ziggler and um, McIntyre thing as being a Shawn Michaels Diesel ripoff. <clears throat> but uh, women's title, Bailey and Charlotte. I don't mind this. I, no. I I don't mind. And then for for Becky and Sasha, which is what it is now. Sasha Banks came back and in beat the blue hair and beat the living piss out of fucking Natalia. It broke her arm. I don't oh. know if it was real or not, but no. no. But still, I. It's it's great to have the women doing what they're doing. I think they just need more of them. And that's those are the four your top, best your, yeah. women wrestlers that they have right now. And if you look at other organizations, let's just say TNA, you have a couple in there that are that would probably come to the WWE and be in that that next tier. Yeah, the Amber Moon, you know that kind of group. Uh, what's her name? The pretty blonde Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I, why isn't is oh, I she's think a I, women's tag? Well, but Alexa Bliss, I think, is not in that main title because she's probably still dealing with like concussion. Yeah, kind but she's of wrestling. She's wrestling tag matches. I think mm-hmm. they want to see if she has the durability to kind of get back into it. Yeah, tag titles. It, it's it's the same group because they can't put. They, you know what they need to do? They need to fucking recruit tag teams. They have, or to. they need to make tag teams. <clears throat> you know, like. Put Bobby Roode and fucking... I swear to God, I keep saying every fucking... Beer money. Bring back beer money. But put Bobby Roode and fucking <clears throat> EC3 together. Put, like, give them something. Yes. You know, like, they're both good-looking guys. They're both from TNA. They both, you know, like, sell them on doing something. Right. I mean, I have the New Day and the Revival just because I do not want to see fucking the Usos. And the New Day wrestle again, or the New Day and the Revival wrestle again. The Revival are a good tag team. They're a good, classic, old-school tag team. And why aren't they given belts? They, they had the belts. No, like, why aren't they given belts? Like, 300, 800 days later, they still have the belts. Yeah, no, that, like, that, that doesn't, see, but that doesn't, I don't, I hate that shit. Long-term? You, you want, you the want them switched around? Yeah, like, those kind of belts, the tag... The tag, the IC, the women's, those are the belts that should be flip-flopped around all the time because those are the belts that should be on title matches every Monday, every Tuesday. I have a note about one of the titles, which play into that point. And then Anderson and Gallows or the OC versus AOP, wherever the fuck they are. I would also throw in there... The street profits. Your boys. They're only there to be what? Like fangirls, right? Like that's their whole gimmick. Like Right, but once they get into the ring, I think once they lose the NXT title, or they're probably going to keep them on NXT because they're the most entertaining thing, especially. Mm-hmm. But once they get onto the main roster, I think it's going to be. They're I getting think belts. They're getting belts. We also mentioned it 24-7. You said, who cares? I say I care. Why? They should implement how WCW had the television title where it was every, on every week, 
it was defended every week and not have this whole I'm running around. I mean, I get the I get the entertainment. I get the entertainment stuff about it. It's cool. But lead that up to a match in the ring and be it legitimize the title so that it's like the television title. Get rid of the 24/7. Name it the television title before fucking AEW gets to it. Name it the Fox title and put it on fucking Fox. <laughs> there you go. News and notes in wrestling. Uh, NXT is now being pushed uh, for a two-hour show on Wednesdays to compete with AEW on the USA Network. I saw somebody. I want to say it was Jericho. But what am I going to watch on Tuesdays and Thursdays now? <laughs> he's, he's playing the dick. He's playing the professional wrestling is great. Look at the options you have. Slash, I'm a fucking dick. Yeah, did you see his tweet yes. about NXT coming on yeah. Wednesday? He's like... You're welcome. It's my idea because I brought I brought AEW on Wednesday. Competition breeds whatever. But I mean, here's my problem with if if I'm a wrestler signed to NXT, am I being paid the same as a regular wrestler? Probably not. But now I'm on TV, Push. selling T-shirts, yep. getting all of this shit. Yep. And, and you're not. What is the company's motivation to move me? To Raw or SmackDown, if I'm doing so well. um, But, and the other part too is, I'm now on TV. I'm not on your webcast. I'm not on a pay-per-view. I'm not on a takeover. I'm now on TV with your your Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar's and Braun Strowman's. I'm now on TV. Where do I go? Right. Like, what's the motivation for the corporation to put me on Raw and SmackDown? There isn't any. You You now completely lost it. You're, you're up and comers. You're, you're indies trying to look and sound and work better. Now you're being polished for TV when you probably shouldn't be, right? I mean, I guess it's a real like sink or swim now for it. If you're if you're signed to NXT, yeah, you gotta you either be, you're you're either all in, no pun intended. No. But it, it's also one of those things, too, is that like you're in NXT. Now it's like there, there was also talk about, oh, yeah, you know, like Seth Rollins can show up on NXT and fight the guy. And like, no, don't do that. Segregate this stuff. And not being racist, just segregate it. NXT is its own entity. Raw and SmackDown, Well, they said that, it's, that it's going NXT to be- is still it's going to be Triple H's show. Good. But again, like, I'm a wrestler. I'm... I'm trying to think. I'm... Uh, who's the... the Velvet, Velveteen Dream. Velveteen. What's what? I'm the biggest star on NXT. Why would you move me up to Raw or SmackDown? Why would you take your star power off of this show to put on another show and hurt this show? Meanwhile, I'm getting paid like a minor leaguer over here. It's going to be a two-way contract, like in hockey. Exactly. You're going to be NXT making a hundred thousand dollars. You're going to be moving to Raw to make a million dollars. Someone in NXT is going to say that. Like, someone's going to be like, like, trips. I'm going to sell a bunch of fucking T-shirts, which they are. The the who's the the Bay Bay guy? Uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I'm going to sell a ton. Pe- once people can turn on the TV and, and see, see his Cole, Bay, Bay Bay, yeah, see that and put that on a shirt. Am I getting that money? Fucking better get that money. And what happens when people on Raw? The crowd in the row starts holding up Bay Bay signs and, you know, yep. we want the dream or whatever. You're, you're causing issues that you don't need. And all of this is to combat AEW. And, um, and AEW, from what I understand, they've only broadcasted 40% of what their roster is. 
At least yeah. that's what Cody Rhodes said. They're only broadcasting 40% of what their roster is. So there's 60%, a large chunk, that you don't know who the fuck is on there. I be- that's, it, it, and they, they're selling you know who's out- going to show up on Saturday, right? Uh, this Saturday? For yeah, their-, their pay-per-view this Saturday. Oh. Where is it? I don't know where is it. Chicago. And is there word? He's there. Well, he's doing. Th- yeah, he's doing Starcade. Well, that's that's how they get you. I'm assuming. Look, look, I, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I know. I would watch it too. I, it's look. AEW has sixty percent of people that they need to show. Look, we have people, right? Who's it's not the, just going to be Jericho and Cody Rhodes and the Young um, Bucks? They actually put out um, who's wrestling in like the first like four or five shows. And like Dean Ambrose or John Moxley, whatever, is on like two or four, two of four of those shows. Jericho's on like two of them, but it's the first and fourth. Like they're spreading this out. And you have to wonder who's left. Well, that's what that's what I always said. Like maybe they're smart enough to go, all right, look, you got, we're going to wrestle with these guys from October to mm. March. And then we're going to rotate other guys in to keep things fresh. There's also talk, allegedly, that Tony Schiavone has signed with AEW because he's part of a promo. Again, it, and people are making fun of it online as well, but saying, hey, it looks like they're doing WCW. Well, guess what? Look, look, Do, who, look what fucking WCW did. Yeah, 83 weeks. No, even before cheap, that. The, cheap plug. Yeah, but the, like the, the, the purple and gold WCW, the one that was on Saturday night. Uh, there was talk of Tony Schiavone going to WWE, I read, that they offered him to do NXT. Well, Shivani kind of wanted to like step away from wrestling. He goes, "Fuck it, I'm done." And but I'm sure he's seeing all. He, I mean, he's with like Major League Wrestling or something like that. And they're like, "Tony Shivani is Major League Wrestling, and until his contract is over, nobody fucking has him." Like they kind of put their foot down, and everybody was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know you guys were a major promotion. Sorry, I don't want. I don't want to fuck no, with you." Sorry, buddy. <laughs> didn't know but, the Albany River Rats sort of fucking. <laughs> I know. Make calling the shots here. Oh, you know what? I'll buy him out here. I'll give you two mil. Just shut the hell up. Um, look, I I like where AEW is heading. I want to know some of the bigger names they're going to have out there. And I swear to God, if CM Punk, if CM Punk, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, Omega, Young Bucks, Cody escalating his character, right? Holy shit. They could they could do an outsiders like storyline. Yeah. Or they could do like didn't I want to say like WCW or TNA had like a millionaires club? Yeah. Uh, TNA. Had the millionaire where you can have Moxley, Jericho, CM Punk. Yeah. Where 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 look, we've made a name in this business. I'm not going to lose to some fucking indie pissant. Easy, easy storyline, and you know what? It has and it has nothing to do with the WWE. I was selling out WrestleMania when you were fucking watching it. I, I, I the possibilities I think are endless as to who who you get to fill out that sixty percent, and I'm I'm just so eagerly. I was such a fucking WCW mark that I want AEW to be just like that, just so I can be happy with wrestling again. Uh, last question you have for uh, for the evening. Um, should should we have Legends come back? And does it do anything to have a Goldberg wrestle uh, a one-off with an Undertaker or something like twice a year? The only person, and it's proven, that I would say can come back and do something is Undertaker. 
You mm. need somebody to carry him, but he has the lore, right? He can do a ten good 10-minute match. You just need somebody that's going to be able to carry him. Do I want to see a Goldberg wrestle again? No, because Goldberg's star diminished. And it wasn't like he put on fucking five-star quality matches to begin no. with. Goldberg was set up to be, I'm going to demolish you. He did. And literally, Goldberg in general, when he lost that first match with the Hulk Hogan or to somebody yep. or Nash or whoever it was, that was the end of Goldberg. In my opinion, I'm like, oh, wow, he went like 1,050 and 0, and then he lost. Okay. See ya. I guess his contract's going to run out. Um, I mean, who's left to bring back? You're not well, going to do Edge. Really? Last Monday, Edge came back. He came out and he speared uh, but then they also Elias. Said, yeah. No, SummerSlam. He came out and speared, speared Elias, and he came out on his Edge and Christian podcast. Yeah, he said, I can come back for maybe a match. He goes, I can come back, but they would never let me. Yeah, because doctors aren't going to let him. So. You're not going to bring back Christian, although he was so high in TNA just simply uh, because he's Captain Christian. Charisma. Yeah, but he's not that in the WWE universe. He's just the sidekick to Edge. Yeah. Um, but, like, you bring back Trish Stratus to do a match. The Rock comes back. You bring The Rock back for one match? Okay, fine. For, but, but it's got to be a WrestleMania. It's not going to be anything but a WrestleMania. Against Triple H? No. Against see. John Cena. I, you I, I you can't you can't put him against a ricochet. You can't put him against like an AJ Styles because you look at it and you go, "The Rock is going to kick your ass." It, there's no reason for me to watch right. because there's I no know build he, up. Yes, and he's not going to lose. Although he is a team guy, so I could see him losing by DQ or something. I don't no. think he's going to flat out. I think he'll flat out lose. Yeah, I mean he flat out lost to Cena. I mean, like, who would you who would you end up bringing back that's relatively young still? Like a Trish Stratus and Alita, fine. Rock, fine. Um, who's left? There really Nick isn't. Foley. Uh, that's, that's like a sideshow kind of thing. Kane. Yeah, after yeah, in between his political runs. Yeah, political runs. Um, you can maybe do. Um, a WrestleMania between The Fiend and Mick Foley. Mankind with the mask. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to have Mankind lose, and I think he'd be okay with that. I don't know if you're going to be tossing Mick Foley off of a fucking cage or anything. I'm, I I really don't think you would want to put him on tax either. You know? So maybe it's like through a table, chair shots, you know, to the leg or back or something. Nothing in his head. But it's just a match like that, and you're thinking, again, I know it's wrestling. I know it's fake. I know it's scripted, mm -hmm. as I tell my wife. Okay? But, like, realistically, if you look at it, if The Fiend, Wyatt, wrestled Mick Foley, that match should be about five minutes. Because it should be that The Fiend is... Dismantled. Dismantling. Mankind, yeah. And it, that should be it. Bang. It's over. Bang, bang. Yeah. He comes out. He puts him in the fucking mandible claw. He stands over him with that awesome mask. And then the lights go out. Mick Foley's in the middle of the ring. And he's gone. Would you do Fiend Taker? I would only do that if that was the Undertaker's absolute last match. And he's no. going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but that, that would be a, a WrestleMania match. And not going to have him lose at WrestleMania. 
He already lost to WrestleMania, so there. But he's not gonna he's not gonna lose to a a demon like character. They're hyping the wrestle uh, the Undertaker for the the back to back Raw and SmackDown shows at the Garden. Hmm. Money. But Money they're hyping time. him like that he's going to be there on both shows, which means whatever the pay per view is after those two nights, or yeah, that he'll probably have a match because they're not just going to bring him out to fucking do a dark match or do his little wave or whatever. Yeah, the only one I would say to bring back. That would be, I mean, again, we're talking about guys that could wrestle. Like, I'd love to have Austin fucking Triple H wrestle one more time. I'd love to have Austin, Shane McMahon, and a feud. Like, I'm going to do what my father could never do kind of angle. But that's not going to happen. He's not going to He's not going to wrestle. How much, of, how much of a gut does Austin have at this point? I don't point? think, I think he's pretty he's much shape. in shape still. I think I he's in Austin shape. Like, he's not going to be like... Pudgy, yeah. He's he's always going to be that pudgy. Is is he going to wrestle in a t-shirt though? <laughs> like the Rock did when he was fat. Yeah. Or Sting did at the end of his career. <laughs> I don't know who would you bring back. Please, please don't say Batista. Please, no, no, please. definitely not Batista. I, I I would have to say if you you want to get the most bang for your buck, mm-hmm. it's either the Rock or John Cena. Those are the only two that you Cena, could bring back. Cena still fresh, like new. Like right, but that music hits. Yeah, yeah. And you, the kids today fucking mark out like we mark out when you hear. Dun, 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 dun. I would still mark out if I heard, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'd still kind of mark out if I hear Cena's. Where the fuck that little noise is. It's and then then I can see Jay doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely. I don't want to see Goldberg anymore. No, I'm not. I don't want to see the Undertaker anymore. Uh, as much as he's, mm-hmm. you know, a pillar in the WWE universe. If he can still go, and he can, but he's fifty three or something. How is it? How is it pushing storylines? If you have him come out. Wrestle one week, then he gets two weeks off, then he wrestles the pay per view, and he wins. Like, what storyline are you pushing that he beats Elias or Dolph Ziggler? I would, I would put Elias over the Undertaker and Undertaker over Ziggler. But like, what, what are you getting out of it? You know, like I, I know I talk about Bischoff's fucking podcast all the time. And he said, you know, like, they ask him, were you ever presented a storyline? Or did you ever present a storyline to Hulk Hogan where he was like, no. And he said, Hulk, he goes, I know a lot of people like to think that Hulk Hogan was just like a fucking, you know, a story stopper mm-hmm. or a, a push stopper. He goes, but he was very smart in the way he used to do it. If you went to him and said, here's what we're going to do, we're going to fucking... I'm going to run in. I'm going to knock you down. We're going to lead to a bunch of matches and I'm going to go over you and then you're going to be able to come back. He would be like, try again. You have to come at him with, what do you think of this idea? And then I would assume, I'm guessing that both of them at the same time go, this is how it goes. And then they, but then what he said is when someone presented a great idea to him, he would go, he would be excited. Yeah. Okay. 
And then he would ask, you'd always ask the same question. And then what? What happens when I beat you or you beat me? Then what happens? What's next? Right. So because there has to be a push-off point for something else. Yeah. And then what? It, it's smart. It is. Because so if The Undertaker beats fucking Elias. You killed a lot. You, and you, then what? You, you kill Elias's whatever. But that doesn't matter. Role. When was the last time you saw him win a match? That, again, we can talk about that ad nauseum, but um, and then what? That's it's just an awesome like perspective. And, and then what? Yeah. Well, and then what happens with this podcast? And then what? And then what? I want to hear this a lot more this year. Yeah. Not just on our show. Well, we better start doing more shows. <laughs> I said, not just on these shows. Hi, Sticks and Superkicks Podcast. HSSKPod.com. Your home for the perfect blend of hockey and pro wrestling talk with your pals, Rob and Dave. Facebook and Twitter. iTunes. Podbean. Where else are we? We're on a whole bunch of places. Spotify. Spotify, we're on there. You can just search us. High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. You will get us and all other, all the other 40 plus episodes, longest episodic podcast. It's true. You talk, name me another one. That talks about hockey and pro wrestling in the same thing every time. Yeah, it's true. Don't get any better than this, folks. Well, I mean, it could if you're grabbing and shaking something. I don't know. That's a side project. If you're if you're listening to the side project, let us know. I don't know how much we want to promote that side project on here. It's really two different universes. Not if we want NHL jobs or WWE <laughs> jobs. <laughs> hey, just follow our accounts. You'll see what we retweet. Anyway, um, yeah. So what do we? You were mentioning stuff from from uh, next show that we do. More Hollywood previews of movies that Rob never saw. It's a good. That, that, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Yeah. Because he went 0 for 6 today? Uh, like, give me a point five for 6 for, for thinking of the other movie of Good Will Hunting that Robin Williams is in. You could have named like a thousand movies that Robin Williams is in. Give me a break. Mork and Mindy? Is that the one? Is no, that, that's no, a TV no. show, stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Delphire? I almost fucking said the nanny that Hogan was in. Wrestling movies. Who's the other one? He was in Suburban <laughs> Santa or something. <laughs> Suburban something, yeah. Or the the uh, uh, Thursday Thunder uh, knockoff movie, or the one where he was in with Zeus. Oh, uh, the holds barred. No holds barred. Yeah. Look at us reminiscing. All right, folks. Thank you so much for downloading, and listening. Follow us everywhere. Converse with us, Dave. I think you. Have the last one. Toodles.